Welcome to the Gospel Centered Pro-Life Podcast. In this episode, we're going to continue to do some training, and we're going to talk about some of the necessary materials and things to have in your outreach at the Abortion Center. Stay with us. I felt your passion, touched your heart. Welcome to the Gospel Centered Pro-Life Podcast. Appreciate you guys tuning in. And uh, we'd appreciate, as always, if you guys would share this podcast episode with others to help encourage other folks that want to get involved in sidewalk outreach at their abortion center or just get involved in speaking for the unborn. There's a lot of ways to do that. Of course, our particular focus is on the sidewalk and trying to encourage people and raise up people to uh, get involved on the sidewalks at their local abortion center. I want to encourage you guys, just mention something I've mentioned the past couple of episodes is that we do on a monthly basis, Vicki and I, a sidewalk outreach training, what we call Sidewalk Outreach 101, and we do that online. It's uh, via Zoom, and so folks who want to get involved with that, if you want to just reach out to me, Daniel at lovelife.org, you can, uh, I'll, I'll send you over the application that you'd have to fill out to do that. We just want a, a little bit of information from you. One of the things... We want to make sure that you're a believer in Jesus, because we want folks on board that believe in Jesus and that believe the gospel is uh, is what we need to be bringing to these abortion centers. And also, we want to make sure you're connected to a local church. We believe it's very important to have the uh, accountability and the encouragement that comes from a local church. Um, there's a few other things that we ask in that application, not too in-depth, but in-depth enough, I think. So if you guys want to get just some sidewalk outreach training, you can reach out to me, and I'll get you the information, get you in the right avenues. If you want more of a a larger overview of love life and what God is doing through love life and what we really feel like God is doing in raising up sidewalk missionaries, we have a biweekly online, it's not, I guess, kind of a webinar format um, called Discover Love Life America. We do that biweekly. And uh, it kind of gives you an overview of the sidewalk outreach ministry, um, sidewalk missionary ministry church engagement, all the different components of Love Life. So that's Discover Love Life America. And you can just go to lovelife.org slash America, and there's a sign-up at the bottom of the uh, page there. And you can sign up to be a part of that. And then at the end of that, there's a, there's a survey that will come to you. And that's another way you can get connected with our sidewalk outreach or potentially get connected to become a sidewalk missionary. So anyway, that's all I'm going to say about that, any clarity on that, please shoot me over an email, daniel at lovelife.org. And with that, we're going to get into our episode. We've been doing some training episodes. We've thought to take our sidewalk outreach training that we do on a monthly basis and go more in depth than we're able to do in a Zoom training and to dig into some of these topics. The last topic that we talked about is preparation and the information that's necessary for you to gather information, what information do you need to have. If you didn't check out that episode yet, please go back, listen to that episode. Very important. There's information that we need. This time, we're going to talk about the necessities. Mm-hmm. These these last two episodes, this episode and the episode before, and I believe the episode before that, pretty practical. Yeah. Not, not really, I guess, uh, I don't want to say spiritual. Everything we do for Christians is spiritual. Mm-hmm. Um, but really just in the the practical, the nitty-gritty stuff. Mm-hmm. Like the basics about, of what you need yeah. to be able to go out there. Yeah, right. when we talked yeah. about information, we talked about what some of the stuff you need to know. Mm-hmm. So anyway, check that episode out and uh, stick with us in this episode. We're going to talk about gathering necessities. Mm-hmm. And some of the things we're talking about in necessities, I mean, we even get down to, and I think we shared this in the last episode a little bit, is wearing some good shoes, mm-hmm. right? Being prepared just practically, being prepared with, you know, being warm enough, right? Mm-hmm. Having warm enough clothing, yeah, all of that stuff. We're probably gonna uh, maybe in a little bit repeat uh, a few of the points that we made last time around, but but not really. Maybe more expound on those points, right? Yeah. But uh, one of the first things we want to encourage you guys in just gathering necessities is something that we've talked about before, mm-hmm. and that's having a list of local and national resources. So what are we talking about, Vicki, when we're talking about a list 
of local and national resources. It's yeah. one of our three talking points, right. which we'll get into hopefully in a, in a couple more episodes. We'll talk about the three talking points and break that down a little more. Right. But resources is one of our three talking points. What do we mean by that? Yeah, yeah. Um, resources is just quite simply what will help them in whatever obstacle they face. What What is the most helpful things that they need, um, services, whatever. And uh, I think we've mentioned in the past that we have polled the women that we work with who have chosen life, and we've asked them what the single most important word they heard that helped them make a choice for life. And it was overwhelmingly the word help. Yep. They want help. Um, oftentimes, they think that's the most important thing. And really, when you boil it all down, it's not that they need help as much as they need a heart change. Yeah. They need a heart change towards God and the sanctity of that of that precious life that they carry in the womb. But what the res- so the resources do two things really. First of all, it says, "Okay, you want help? We got help." Yeah. And and you list off the resources. But also, what it can do is expose the their heart. And when you've listed all the help that they have identified as needing and they're still wavering, they're still thinking abortion is the answer, you've just shown them it's not your circumstances. It's not the help that you need. It's the heart that is deceived and rebellious against God. Um, So local and national resources. National because we are expanding. Love Life is expanding throughout the nation. The goal is, of course, to be a Christian presence at every one of those 700 abortion centers that currently don't have a, a Christian presence at them. And so knowing the national resources helps because, first of all, you can help each other and, yeah. and be able to recommend resources that would apply no matter where you are. But also, people that come to abortion centers often come from very far away. Sure. For sure, that happens here. We're one of the largest abortion centers in the Southeast. We get people from Florida, Georgia, Tennessee, all the surrounding states. And part of that is because people don't want to go necessarily to an abortion center in their own community because they'll be seen. Yeah. And they're ashamed. Yeah, absolutely. They don't want people to recognize them. But so we touched on local resources in the in the last podcast. But one of the things that we thought would be valuable in this one was going into a little bit more depth yeah. about that yeah. list of resources. And so we have an article accompanying this, as we often do. So you can all read through what we wrote out. But we wanted to go over just some of those local resources that you might not necessarily think about yeah. as being valuable valuable to find out. So where can we, first of all, go for resources? We well, talked about that a little bit. The place we always but... tell for, for people to go is to Google. That's yeah. where we go. That's where yeah. we found the resources. Right, right. And there's there's things within Google. I know you have here written AuntBertha.com, which yeah. is a... Um, it has resources by zip code. That's really like, valuable. Yeah. Free things by zip code. So, and they have a whole wealth of free things, not just for a, a pregnant mom. But when when moms list, one of the top things we hear is finances. Yeah, that that they need help with finances. We don't give money, and we don't recommend that anyone gives money right. because you just never know what that's going to go towards. But if you can list and come up with resources that normally people would have to be spending money on, that helps with their finances. And so Aunt Bertha has all of these. It's www.aunbertha.com. Yeah. It's not like it's a Christian website or anything. It's just a website that's compiled free resources, free stuff, avenues for people to go and and things for people to take advantage of across the nation. Well, so Google is a great, a great resource. And another thing are the churches themselves. Yeah. If if you go to the churches and say that, um, hey, what, what are you already offering? Like childcare is one of those things that maybe you could offer for free to, um, to a pregnant mom. So let's see. So I'm going to talk real quick because we're we're talking about having this stuff, having Mm -hmm. this compiled Mm -hmm. what format now i think we've shared this also that we have a particular format that we're sharing these resources in 
Um, but let's talk a little bit about what format we're talking about. Mm-hmm. So what we did was as we're compiling the resources, as soon as it was more than four or five, you got to organize it. Sure. So we have a table of contents organized alphabetically, I think. Um, I'm not even positive about that. I think it is um, so that it's easier for them to find that. And we have one that is for our counselors because there's a lot of confidential information on there. There might be uh, – personal cell phone numbers yeah. on there that you don't want to give out to For mom. like the doctors that will see them free or of the charge doctors, and things like that. That's so right. We don't want to share that information with anybody and everybody. That's right. You only want it. You want your counselors. There are some resources that have said they do not want the moms calling them. They want only a counselor calling them for the referral. Sure. So we have a general resource guide, um, you know, organized alphabetically the, yeah. the different resources that we put out on our, our frontline team group that only are our counselor see. And then out of that, we've developed a pamphlet, yeah. a general resource pamphlet, which is smaller, again, organized by, um, you know, with a table of contents organized alphabetically. And that's what we hand out to the moms where we've already checked everything that's on there and made sure that this is something that's okay to go out to the general yeah. public. So is that, does that answer your question? About how yeah, and, you know, it can be as so, – so the booklet, we have – it's basically a booklet, not right. just necessarily even a pamphlet that right. we yeah. can give. And yeah. we don't just hand those out to anybody and everybody. But if we get into an in-depth conversation with the mom, with the dad or whatever, right. and we start hearing about the needs for resources, we have that booklet that we can give them. And we even go through and either highlight or underline the certain places that they can call. We want to kind of put – uh, some of that burden off on them mm-hmm. as far as digging for those resources, right? right. Yep. We've, we've compiled them for them, but here's the numbers you need to call. Yeah. And there are some of those resources like maternity homes and things like that, mm-hmm. that they would have to call anyway, right? We could yes. call and we could say, hey, we have a person here, but they'd ultimately need to talk to them anyway. Right. So that's a booklet that we have, but maybe you've just got a short list of resources. I mean, one of the mm-hmm. things that we do on the back of our um, – brochures that we give to the women going in. And this is, everybody gets this, right. everybody that will stop and take it. Right. On the back of that, we've actually made up a sticker that has our local pregnancy centers and mm-hmm. maternity homes and um, adoption agencies and things like that. On the back of that sticker, we just kind of slap on there. It's a quick one glance. They can look, it has each city that they might be from. So Charlotte will have the pregnancy center in Charlotte. Um in Greenville, South Carolina, I have a pregnancy center there yeah. to have the phone number so they can call. And then again, the different maternity homes, pregnancy centers, things like that. It's yeah. just a real short list yeah. of some of the most pressing uh, needs that people right. come right. to the abortion And I think with. on that also is where the national sorts of things would be like a national domestic hotline. Yeah, domestic um, abuse hotline. Right. Yeah. Um, if you've been harmed in an abortion, the legal um Aid or whatever hotline, sure. um, abortionworker.com, again, a national yeah. um, site that will help abortion workers. The so, sex trafficking, there's sex a trafficking, contact right. there for a sex yeah. trafficking organization. Right. That if they're being trafficked, there's a little right. blurb kind of on the back of our pamphlet that talks about that as well. Yeah, yeah. So those are kind of the national ones that everybody, those are going to be needs that you're going to find at every abortion center and um, and they're nationwide. Those yeah. that those resources and help is nationwide. Yeah. But, so you could do something as simple as mm-hmm. making up on your printer at home. Right. Just a quick little bullet pointed mm-hmm. categorized, like maybe say pregnancy centers as a, as a title there. And then under that list, your local pregnancy right. centers, then maternity homes as a kind of a title or sub yep. topic there, subtitle, and then list those up underneath and just slip it in the brochures that you hand out. You don't have to make up a sticker and put on the back. You can do that. Yeah. That would be maybe better and less problems. You know, I know one of the things being at the abortion center, being on the sidewalk there and trying to hand out literature, you can drop stuff. I mm-hmm. see people mm-hmm. dropping brochures. One of the reasons why we use everything as a sticker, we kind of stick it into the brochure if we add additional things right, right. because things just get dropped. And, you know, I've seen people have, uh, you know, the, the tracks, gospel tracks, but then also have a pro-life brochure or whatever. And then they'll have something about, I don't know, STDs or something like yeah. that. And they'll have the brochures will just all be laying on the ground yeah. because yeah. 
they're they're not compiled in such a way where they stay together. So we make all that in kind of a sticker form just so we can be real quick and hand that brochure to them yeah. and get them the most information that we can into their hands. Yeah, but if you're just starting out, you may not yet have that kind of resources available to you yeah. and, and just sticking it, it's having that list. And one of the complaints I've heard um, from the pro so-called choice people is all you've done is is put in resources that they could have found themselves. That's often true. Sure. But they don't. Right. They're women in crisis. They may or may not know that these resources are available. And when you've got help that outlines every area all in one neatly compiled place, it really can instantly calm their fears. And I've seen that over and over again. Yeah. That, And I hear over and over again, I had no idea that there were all these resources. Yeah. So I wanted to list just some of them just so that, um, you know, some of the things you can Google in, in your area and find. But housing, yeah. both Christian and public, um, Christian housing, you're going to have to dig. Churches are a good uh, source for that. PRCs, Pregnancy Resource Centers, are a good choice for that. Um, in terms of secular government housing, you can just Google. You'll, yeah. you'll find that right away. Child care, big deal. Contacting yeah, the local churches, finding out if they already have um, child care programs. Most communities do have some sort of already low-cost child care programs. Finding out about them, calling them, finding out if they would even be – maybe offer a free child care for yeah. mom who has chosen life. Um, we talked about Aunt Bertha. That's a great one, free, free resources by zip code. Food pantries by zip code. Mm -hmm. You can find that if you Google it again. They probably know – that there are such a thing as food pantries. Most of them do. But if you've got it organized, especially church food pantries, which is oftentimes where they are, there's also some secular ones, but um, you've got that by zip code and the hours of operation, maybe the phone numbers, you're just simplifying that process for them. And that's money they don't need to be spending on yeah. groceries. So it deals with the you know financial issue. Pregnancy resource centers, we've, yeah. we've spent other... Um, podcast talking a lot about them, really important. Yeah. One of them that we have is Option Adoption, but if that is, uh, I believe they are national, but they began in this area. But any kind of adoption resources that you might have in your area. So you never know. If you've got the number right there, maybe they will call sure. and make that an option other than just abortion. One that I didn't think of until I'd been out there a while, Jobs for Felons. Many of the abortion workers are felons, and they can't find work, but abortion centers will hire them. Yeah. So if you can have a list of companies and industries – again, it's a national list, the one that we have – of industries that will hire felons, then that's a way to entice abortion workers to leave. Yeah. Emergency help with utilities and rent. Most communities have that, and having that number there – uh, clothing ministries, a lot of churches and PRC, Pregnancy Resource Centers, will provide clothing yeah. for uh, not only the pregnant, uh, the baby in the womb when once that baby's born, but for other siblings. Um, addiction ministries and rehab programs, that's yeah. really come in handy yeah, for absolutely. us. I know we shared um, some months ago a testimony of a young lady who came who was drug addicted yeah. As we were going through and sharing some of these testimonies and doing these case studies. Yeah. And uh, that was an important resource to be able yeah. to connect her with a drug rehab place that actually would, would take in a mom who was pregnant. Right. And we dug for that, found that resource yeah. from Google, I believe it yeah. was. Yeah. And I think it's important to know that most of these addiction and rehab centers and maternity centers, especially if it's for long term, will take out-of-state people and they will switch over the Medicaid um, pregnancy Medicaid to the new state. They will do all of that. So you, just because you're in one state and maybe your community doesn't have one of these resource centers, keep Googling because they that's how we found it. This one was yeah. in Kentucky and we're here in um, North Carolina. And I didn't realize that at the time, that you can you don't have to live in the state to be able to use the facilities in another state sure. necessarily. So that's important to know. Um, Embrace Grace is an organization I didn't know about. Again, they're national with local chapters all over the nation, and they provide nationwide mentorship from planned pregnancies. What we do here through Love Life America 
their uh, embrace grace does, it's already in place in many communities. Now, I would say it is not connected to the church the way I think love life is, but they're Christians. And for those of you who maybe you have not yet been able to get a love life chapter in your area or a house of a church, what do they call them? Church of Refuge? House of Refuge. House of Refuge Church that's going to back up the mentors, which is what we have with Love Life America. Well, you can maybe contact Embrace Grace. They're wonderful. They do baby showers. They do discipleship. So they are a really important resource that I didn't know about until I had been out here um, for a while. Job assistance. That's one of our resources, and we found that by just uh, finding volunteers willing to help moms find jobs. They don't even have any special training, these volunteers that we found, but they've become very good at helping the moms to look for work, just knowing there's someone that's willing to help them look for work if they're out of work can often calm their uh, frantic fears. Financial counseling, it's another one. Budgeting and financial counseling has been yeah. a really – and we have financial counselors from from financial counseling industries that are willing to do that for free for moms who choose life. Um, grants and scholarships for single moms, I found that through just Googling, and there's lots of them. Grants and scholarships back to college, they pay tuition, whatever. There are even colleges that have special programs for single moms. And knowing that and putting that on a list is really valuable. Pro-life doctors, that's really... Yeah, um, that's an important resource there. And it's really hard to find. It is, yeah. Surprisingly. So if that's a, a challenge for you in your area, yeah. then definitely put it to prayer because yeah. there, are, there are doctors in your area, I can guarantee mm-hmm. you, that are believers in Jesus and that would be willing to use their skills to minister to a mom. Mm-hmm. And they may not even know about for whatever reason, the ministry at the abortion centers or the fact that their their skills could be used in this way. Yeah. So be praying for that. Be uh, you know, be be digging for that information if you can. I believe there's a um oh gosh, it's a website and you maybe can just Google search. It's been a while since I looked on it, but pro life doctors, I think there's actually a whole network of pro life doctors. Yeah. Or pro life, maybe specifically pro life OBGYN. Maybe it'd be good to look on that. Yeah. And uh and try to find out if there's one in your area. And the the wonderful thing that happens when you find one and then you tell them the need and they get hooked because they do get hooked. They find out, wow, I mean, I'm already a doctor, already committed to life. I'm already saving lives in my practice. But look at this whole group of people that are choosing death. And my influence and input and help can actually save a baby's life when they they really become invested and they have friends and they start to talk to your friends. And we have seen that here in Charlotte. There's been, there's a couple of just really on fire pro-life doctors yeah. here in Charlotte. One of them um, who pioneered the abortion pill, Dr. Matt Harrison. The abortion pill reversal. The, I'm sorry, the abortion. I'm very sorry, the abortion pill reversal, right? And he has pro-life friends that that then he contacts um, on, on our behalf. And then someone who came to counsel with us on the sidewalk, Edith, who we did a podcast with, and she has just been a wealth of information yeah. about connecting us with other doctors. So once you find one, you tend to be able to find others. Yeah, absolutely. So. I just did a quick little Google search myself. Okay. Again, we, we've got a good network of pro-life doctors here in Charlotte, so yep. we haven't needed this resource really uh, for quite some time. But it's aaplog.org. Oh, and yeah. Yeah, so that's the American Association of Pro-Life Obstetricians and Gynecologists. Again, it's uh, www.aaplog.org. And uh, you can search on there and find local pro-life doctors. So that's a good resource. That's an awesome resource. Something I didn't think about until, honestly, till I was counseling a terrified 18-year-old, and her terror is childbirth. Yeah. It, it's leading her to keep waffling back and forth between life and abortion. She is so afraid of having a baby. Doulas. There are doulas that now, sadly— 
there is this new upsurge of doulas that will be with moms while they're aborting. Yeah. This, to me, just breaks my heart. So you need to be sure what kind of doula you're talking to. But doulas are the women that will walk alongside a woman through childbirth, actually through the pregnancy and, and childbirth, and help them through that experience. So pro-life doulas, we have found a couple that are willing to do it for free. Yeah. They're on our resource list. And that's been a huge, uh, huge help, legal help. A lot of these moms, I have heard this countless times, they want to abort because they don't want to be tied down uh, for 18 years to either an abusive man or the man who told them to abort their child or whatever. Yeah. And child custody becomes an issue. Yeah. It's so sad. Um, very few of these moms can afford uh Legal help. So if you've got someone willing to help them for free, there's a couple of organizations we've worked with, right, yeah. that, that have provided free legal help. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And it's not like that's available in every area or that right. lawyers can just jump on that. You may have some lawyers. I mean, I think the first place to be looking for things like this for doctors and, and lawyers that can help in this area would be in your own congregations. Yeah, Just asking around true. if there are doctors yep. that – that are part of the the church that you fellowship in or their lawyers that are there, other people that can help out with these different things, yeah. be asking. Yeah. You have not because you ask not. Yeah. So if there's a lawyer in your congregation where you uh where you worship and you fellowship, set up a meeting with him. Yeah. And ask, hey, would you be willing to offer your legal services to a mom? And we get in uh, some pretty hairy situations from time to time where we have yeah. a, a guy who wants to maybe wants her to abort, but when she has the baby, wants to kind of try to sue for custody or for mm -hmm. um, visitation rights with the baby. Yep. And maybe yep. he's none of these, many of these men, these young men are, are not very good if they're not taking responsibility for their children. So there needs right. to be some pushback legally. And yep. if we have a, a lawyer that can do that, it can help assure that mom that, yep. you know, that she's, she's safe and, and all yep. of that. Yeah, and we found um, our financial – we did find a lawyer uh, who would see someone for free just by asking our network of churches and, yeah. and followers. And um, same with our financial counselor. They, they were both they're, – they're trained professionals. Same with uh, counseling. Yeah. That's another thing. Go to, go to Christian counselors in the area, of which most communities have them. Um, if you can't find them, I know Focus on the Family will help you find Christian – counselors in your area and go talk to them. Yeah. See if one would be willing to take on for free, even by phone, some of the moms that you work with. Yeah. So I want to jump in because like Vicki mentioned, and like we always talk about, we have this article on our Sidewalks for Life mm -hmm. website. You can go to sidewalksforlife.com, just click equipping articles. A lot of times I like to link it in the description of the podcast, but sometimes the article doesn't come out the same time the podcast does. So if you don't see it, then look for it in a couple of days if you listen to this podcast and you're looking for this article because we have this kind of listed out for you guys to, to dig into. Right. But let's talk real quick because this is, this is really important. Yes. When we talk about brochures and tracts mm -hmm. that we give out at the abortion centers. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Now, I do want to say this. I've been to places, I've been to a lot of abortion centers, especially over the past six months or so, just helping encourage folks all across the nation. I see different people in in from different ministries and things like that. I'm, I'm not knocking anybody. I'm not judging anybody or anything like that, so to speak. But I do have a little bit of experience in this in this realm. And sometimes what I see when I go to uh, observe people at the abortion center reaching out is I'll see them trying to give you know, a mom stopping in, coming into the abortion clinic, stopping into the driveway, a whole packet of stuff. I'm talking like some places I've seen them give like a bag with all kinds of stuff. It'll have a Bible in there. It'll have a brochure about everything you can think of in there. It'll have directions to their church. I mean, it has all this stuff. And obviously that's all well intended. Right. But we have to remember that we live in a bullet point society. Mm -hmm. We live in a billboard society. Yep. And what I'm discovered is in this scenario, less is more. Right. If you give someone a whole handful of literature they are going to read none of it. Yep. And your intention is, of course, you want to cover every subject you possibly can. And I get that. 
But just think about in our modern age, the attention span of people, right? Mm -hmm. A post on Facebook, if it's more than a couple of sentences, people keep scrolling. I do it. I don't know if you do that. But if I if I'm scrolling, I'm more on Facebook, in depth. I'm a writer. I yeah, like reading. I mean, you're less shallow than I am. I'm sure. <laughs> Probably. But if you guys are honest, I would I would bet about half of you at least, as you're scrolling through Facebook or whatever, and you see a post and someone says "long post warning," <laughs> you, you, <laughs> you keep you, going. Right? You say "thanks for the warning" and you keep going, right? Because yeah. we have a limited amount of time. We have personally, I have a limited attention span. <laughs> so if you were to give me a brochure. Right. And then give me another brochure and then give me another brochure and then give me another one on every subject under the sun. I'm probably not going to read any of it. I'm just going to be overwhelmed. Right. Right. Yeah. That, that's what happens as you're driving down the road and there's a billboard with a bunch of information on it. You ever seen a billboard with like that's really wordy? Yeah. You yeah. just ignore it because yeah. you don't have the time to take it in. And you got to think in the mindset of a young mother coming into an abortion center, not not just the attention span thing. But there's the factor of fear that she's dealing with. There's anxiety yeah. that she's dealing with. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff that's going through her mind. So right. I, I really think we have to be careful and not overloading them with a bunch of information. Mm -hmm. And uh, and the information that we do give them, that it gets right to the point. And I think a brochure, the, the brochure that we give out does that. Yeah. I think it touches on the different aspects that I think need to be touched on without going too far in depth. And obviously the gospel is shared there. There's scripture that's right. shared. Yep. Um, so th that's what I'll say just to preface yeah. when we're talking about brochures and tracks that cover various subjects. I think we should have at our fingertips brochures that do cover these different subjects, but I don't think we should give it all to them at one time. Exactly. Good point. And in fact, um, they can find these brochures, right? The ones that we have on Sidewalks yes. for Life. And, yeah. On sidewalksforlife.com, there's yeah. a section there in the drop down menu. Uh, I think it's digital resources. And they're all, they're all free. But to Daniel's point, um, we have two main uh, pamphlets that we hand out to the women, brochures. They're a trifold. And they've got so they've got six panels. And we've spent a lot of time honing those panels to have bullet points that we think are the absolute most critical things. And they've saved lives. We know that. We know people have looked at these and chosen life just based on what they've read in those brochures. But the first one that we hand out is to women coming in. Yeah. So women who are clearly there for an abortion, and it's really targeted to preventing that abortion. The information that we think will be most effective in helping them to choose life, yeah. not not abortion. So that's our first pamphlet. We're very careful, by the way, on every pamphlet to give them our local contact, your name and number. Always yeah. make sure it's on there. Yeah, there's there's a box, even on the ones that we have to, mm -hmm. for you guys to print out. It says call or text me anytime where you can put your private uh, cell phone number in there. And I know that sounds uncomfortable. You don't necessarily have to put your private cell phone number in there. You can get a Google voice number. That's what we encourage people to do. If you don't want to give your cell phone, now Vicky does. And I do. I'll put my cell phone on the back of those. Thankfully, we ha haven't had a whole lot of fallout from that from the pro-abortion people. Um, but you can set up a Google voice number if you right. just want to have not have your cell phone number connected to these brochures. But we do feel like it's really important that you have a personal contact number. Yeah, you've got a list of resources on the back and pregnancy centers and things that they can call. But it's important to make that personal connection, that personal touch, especially if you have an in-depth conversation with a mom mm -hmm. so that you can just point to the back of it and say, here's my phone number right here. So they know how to mm -hmm. get in touch with you. That's like, I think we mentioned maybe even in the last podcast, um, it's almost like blasphemy. If you hand out a piece of literature and there's not a personal number on it, Right. There's not a handwritten personal number. Right. We we might whip you. Actually. Yeah, we might. We might fire you. Yeah, we might right. fire Dr. Yeah, Pay. Dr. Pay as a volunteer. <laughs> uh, but it is really it is really important to us because we had yeah. so many moms that have chosen life over the years that didn't let us know about that until they mm -hmm. went home and uh you know like Izzy and her testimony that we right. shared on this podcast. She yeah. shared on this podcast some months ago. She got a brochure. She didn't tell us that she chose life until months later. Right. She still had it. She still had the brochure with your number on it. Yep. 
got in touch with us. We were able to get her plugged in the discipleship and We've had a great relationship with her ever since. Yeah. We wouldn't have that. She's a good friend if yeah. the number hadn't been on if there. If your number hadn't been on there, we would not have had that con- that, that contact. Might not even That's known right. about her baby that was saved. That's right. You know? And and last just last week, someone called me, and I can tell right away by their voice, uh, is this Vicky? And it's someone I don't know. Um, and and she said, I, I, have, I have a brochure with your name on it. Yeah. And, and I said, um, well, tell me your situation. That's where I usually start. She was she had had the abortion. It was actually her second abortion, too, within four months. And um, and she said, I don't know why, but I'm just I'm devastated. I don't know what to do. I'm just really grieving. Yeah. And um, and I talked with her for a long time and she she knew she was not right with God. She'd never been right with God, and she came to the Lord in, the, wow. in that dis, that discussion. That so would you never having your happened. personal contact number on there yep. ultimately led to somebody giving their life to Jesus. That's right, and there is nothing better. There, yeah. I mean, that's why we're there because the way that you prevent future abortions is through lives that have committed and um, been convicted by the truth of of who Jesus is, and they know yeah. they they can't kill their baby after that. Yeah. So. Um, Kind of two categories, as you mentioned in this yeah. article, of, of really necessary information yeah. is information to give them before the abortion, to Correct. try to convince them not to have the abortion. Correct. Yes. And then information, if they've had the abortion, to get to them. Those are two That's crucial right. pieces of information. That's right. Yeah. But also, we encourage folks, especially if you're on you know, a, a public sidewalk, which mm-hmm. you always are, but a public sidewalk that's well-traveled by other people, other than people coming to the abortion clinic. Like where we're at on Latrobe Drive, most of the people that make it down to we, where we are, and it's it's vehicle traffic, not really foot traffic. Right. Most of the people that make it down there, they're coming for abortion. But there's other places like in Manhattan, our teams that are there, and some of the other cities where uh, our teams are, that there's all kinds of foot traffic. There's all kinds yeah. of people walking by. And you want to hand out all your, your literature to reach abortion-minded moms to, to people passing by. So have some gospel tracks. Yep. And we love Ray Comfort's gospel tracks. Yeah. Livingwaters.com. You mm-hmm. can order whatever track you want to on there. Mm-hmm. Great tracks. Yeah. And it just gives you the ability to uh, to hand somebody a gospel track. One of the things that can happen, and just to mention this by the way of warning, is people will come along, and I'm not saying you shouldn't get into an in-depth gospel discussion with them. If somebody right. comes and yeah. they're interested in the yeah. gospel, obviously we're out there to bring the gospel. Yeah. But if we can put a, a track in their hand that shares the gospel, it keeps us focused on why we're there. You think about it, because there's a baby about to die. If, if you're sitting there sharing the gospel with somebody, and of course we understand that a, a person's eternal soul is the most important thing, right? but it's literally life and death right there at the abortion center. Yeah. And if you're you know, in in-depth two-hour conversation with somebody about the gospel, and there's women walking into the abortion center that not are not being addressed, I think you failed in what God has called you to out there. Yeah. So I say, hand them a gospel track, have your number on the back of it. Hey, we'll have a discussion about the gospel. Let's have lunch or something like that someday. Reach out to me, you know, whatever. But at least you're you're not failing in your mission to bring the gospel. You're handing them a gospel track and uh, and sending them on their way so you can focus on why you're there. Yeah, and that's, that's kind of the key point is that all of our brochures, what they do is they do the talking for us because you've got yeah. limited time. Absolutely. And so you got a brochure, a tract, something that's going to be able to um, tell them all those things that you've been unable to say in the limited time. Yeah. Yeah. Another thing that we feel like is important, they're not our primary ministry. Mm-hmm. Uh, the abortion workers aren't. Right. But if there's no abortion workers, there's no abortions. Mm-hmm. And so I do think that we need to spend some time ministering to them. And we may end up doing, maybe we should do a whole podcast about ministering to abortion workers and right. how to yeah. effectively do that. I think, not bragging, it's by the grace of God, and I could be wrong about this, but I think I'm correct. I think we've seen more abortion workers quit here in Charlotte than any other abortion center in the United States I think of that might be true because Abby Johnson called us and said, what is happening in Charlotte? Because yeah. there were so many abortion workers leaving. And I think part of it is we are very um, targeted in, in when we can. We call out to every single abortion worker that goes in and out of that place. Yeah. And we offer them. Abortionworker.com. Yeah. And we actually do have a little card that we can give them as yeah. well. Yeah, that's a that's a piece of literature that we have available. Again, mm-hmm. obviously we're not handing this to the moms going into the abortion right center. Now. We have this available. Some of our folks, you you do it, 
Um, others do it, have like a belly pack. Yep. Or um, I think some of the folks have like a tool belt yeah. <laughs> or they have the literature in there. Yeah. And so you know where it's at. You know what you need to grab when you're talking to a person. You know, I think there's there's literature out there that talks about Down syndrome mm-hmm. and talks about what mm-hmm. it is to have a child that has Down syndrome and, mm-hmm. you know, what some of the, the, the things to be concerned about. Obviously, you don't hand that to everybody, but it'd be right. good to have that at your fingertips and hand it out. Yeah. There's the tracks out there about domestic abuse and things like that. Mm-hmm. It'd be good to have that if mm-hmm. you encounter that situation. Mm-hmm. But again, you're not going to hand that to everybody. Mm-hmm. I do think it's important that you have some Bibles. Have yeah. have a Bible yeah. ready. If you get in an in-depth conversation with a mom, maybe she surrenders her life to Jesus on the sidewalk. Have a Bible. But I wouldn't hand a Bible to every mom going in. Right. You'll go broke. Yeah. You'll, you'll go broke and then a lot of it will be wasted. Right. So I think it's good to be, yeah, be well prepared, mm-hmm. but be strategic about the way that you hand out literature. Yeah. I have these booklets. They're from Ray Comfort mm-hmm. uh, called Save Yourself Some Pain. That's a good one. Yeah. It's a great little booklet yeah. for new believers, people mm-hmm. that just gave their life to Jesus. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to give that to everybody, but I will give it to people that I feel like either maybe just gave their life to Jesus right on the sidewalk or, you know, on the mobile unit. And there's different things that we can get into people's hands. I have another book that's from Ray Comfort. Um, it's more in depth, not just a gospel track. It's called Why Christianity? Because mm-hmm. we encounter on a regular basis. I told, I've told people who like apologetics and, you know, debating with people, if you want to encounter people from every persuasion under the sun, yep. go to an abortion clinic. Yeah. I mean, I've encountered Buddhists, Rastafarians, Islamist, <laughs> Jehovah's Witnesses, atheists, any atheists, so of course, atheists. Um, every persuasion under the sun. I got that yeah. little book, Why Christianity? So when they're trying to argue with me about, you know, Islam or whatever, this is a booklet that really kind of gets to that stuff. So, again, I'm not giving that, that that out to everybody, but I am having it available to give right to yeah. folks where I think that's appropriate. Yeah. So, Yeah, one other piece of literature that has been useful if you're at a facility that does things other than abortions like Planned Parenthood is low-cost community resources that can do everything Planned Parenthood does without killing the baby. Yeah. Those are all all good good things to have. Yeah, absolutely. So, so yeah, and you you mentioned the belly pack. That's part of our last segment of this. Yeah, let's wrap this up with this kind of practical thing. We mentioned it when we first started. That there's some really practical stuff that we need to consider. Having good shoes on is one of those things. Mm-hmm. You're on a concrete sidewalk for three, four hours. It's good to have a good pair of shoes. Listen, God is not angry if you spend a good hundred, hundred and fifty dollars on a pair of shoes. Yeah. Because you're going to be on the sidewalk serving the Lord. We might, yeah. some folks might uh, feel a little guilty. You know, I can buy yeah. a $30 pair of shoes at Walmart. Listen, you get what you pay for in shoes. So spend some yeah. money on some good shoes. I, I do that. Yeah. And making sure that, you know, I can stay out there for yeah. a lengthy amount of time. Yeah. And in the wintertime, warm boots, warm, yeah. insulated, good, sturdy boots. Because you're standing at least, well, usually, uh, around three hours and in in the cold it's really critical so in in the winter that's not just your feet that need to stay warm but um, your fingers yeah we have a lot of people don't know this um, that there are heated gloves mm-hmm. and heated coats yep. and heated vest and you even have heated socks I do right yes so ma'am. all those things actually can truly make the difference for whether you will be on the sidewalk or not yeah and whether or not you stay on the sidewalk. Whether you stay on the sidewalk. Whether or not sidewalk. when you're on the sidewalk, you can actually pay attention to why you're there. That's you know, right. If you're thinking the whole time about how, how frozen your toes are yep. and moms are walking into the abortion center and you're just in misery yeah. and you want to try to have a smile on your face and make yep. yourself approachable, but you're in misery and it's conveyed on your face. Yeah. Uh, that's not good, right? Yeah. So if there's things that you can do practically to keep yeah. you from being miserable, yeah, uh, whether it be in the cold or in the hot. Yeah. Yeah. Do those things. Yeah. So I've got it down to a science. I want you to know. I, I, oh, I know. It. I, I have an insulated waterproof skirt that just I can snap on over my clothes and it goes down to my ankles and it protects everything below my waist from the water. If you have down, which a lot of people are smart, down is warm. Yeah. And in the winter you need down, but down, if it gets wet, no longer insulates. You got to have a waterproof covering for a poncho or something that's going to cover your down. So warm, warm stuff in the winter, in the summer, because that's another challenge, especially yeah. here. This is hot summers yeah. here in the South. So a hat or a visor 
keep the sun off of your face. Yeah. Um, sunglasses. We wanted to talk about sunglasses. Yeah, sunglasses. To me, I don't. I, I don't really wear sunglasses like ever. Mm-hmm. Even when I go to the beach, I don't wear them. Just not mm-hmm. something I do. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's a problem with sunglasses, right? Yeah. There is. Now, some folks, they always got to have their sunglasses right. on, whatever reason. If there's sun- a medical reason, we're not telling you don't sure. wear sunglasses. But there are reasons why not to wear there sunglasses. Are. And you think about it. I think Ray Comfort really touches on this when he's talking about street witnessing. I remember mm-hmm. years ago, I watched some videos from him. He talks about sharing the gospel, street preaching. One of the things he said, just practical thing, and it, I think it obviously it translates into this as well, mm-hmm. is don't wear sunglasses because your eyes are the windows to your soul. Yep. If you're engaging with people and you want to, them to see that you love them and you care about them and you're trying to speak truth to them, they need to be able to see your eyes. That's right. And if they don't see your eyes, because, you know, you're looking when you're especially when you're doing a one on one conversation with them. Yeah. When you're looking into their eyes, they can they can tell they yeah. can tell whether or not you're being genuine and you can look into their eyes and you can tell whether or not they're telling you the truth. You think, think about, about it. Secret Service people. Why do they wear sunglasses besides keeping the sun out of their eyes? Yeah. But there's another reason, I think. Their eyes are darting all over the place. They're suspicious. That's yeah. their job is to be suspicious. Sure. And so their eyes are covered so that people don't identify them and know that they're supposed to be secret. Yeah. So they've covered the eyes. And I think that that's purposeful. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, so so if you wear sunglasses when you're going to engage with people, take them off. Take them off. Them pop or, them up on your head or whatever you do right. because it this is important. This is important that you're a human being that wants to relate to another human being to share truth with them. Yeah. You want to be as open and as transparent as possible. Yeah. And sunglasses by their very nature are not transparent, That's right? That's right. That's right. <laughs> in, in the summer water we, you may forget about that, but yeah. man, water is important, uh, especially when you're sweating a lot. Um, I found small personal fans that are cheap, uh-huh. and those can be really helpful. Yeah, we've had those to, that missed. And they, they spray missed, out and they yeah. you know, fan yeah. at the same time. They're yeah. actually, they work pretty good. So remember, we're out there in all weather, mm-hmm. which kind of surprises some of our new volunteers. One asked me today, are you out there when it rains? Uh, yes. We were in an, out there in a tornado watch uh, yeah. last week. We are if, they killing babies? If, if, then if, we're there. Exactly. If it's open, we are there. But rain presents a all kinds of issues. One of them is when you're handing out literature, if it's wet, soggy, gross, no one's going to take it. Yeah. That just is the truth. So you need, when you're thinking about the rain, obviously an umbrella. But what I have found is an umbrella does not usually keep the literature dry because you got to hold it way up like under the umbrella on top of your head, basically, or it gets wet. So I have a waterproof belly pack and that's purposeful. I I need our literature to stay dry and presentable. Something waterproof that you can put the things you carry. And that's not just for the rain, although waterproof, mine is waterproof for that purpose, but some sort of something. Um, I think it's harder for men. You're probably not going to carry a purse, but something (laughs) that, um, that you can keep your information. I have lost women and potentially lost the life of babies because I've been digging around looking for information I yeah. couldn't find. Let, let me share something that may people might think I'm weird about, okay. <laughs> but this is absolutely true. Yeah. When I go into a store uh-huh. and I've actually found um, the brand and everything that is perfect. When I go into a store uh-huh. for to get a new pair of jeans, I bring a piece of literature with me. Oh, you know why? So it fits. I want to make sure it fits in the back pocket. Now I've found uh, okay. pants. I'm not advertising for this company, but Coles. <laughs> And oh. their Urban Pipeline, I think, is the name of the brand. Okay. Their jeans. Yeah. The perf- the the back pocket is perfect for a piece of our literature to slip Those into. Those are some big pockets. <laughs> they're big pockets, and they're perfect. But I brought a piece of literature into the store and slid it in the pocket and found out this is perfect. This, so, this is a man who is prepared. Yeah. I'd love to hear this because who would even think? think along those terms. <laughs> yeah. But we've been out there so long. You've been out there longer than me. What, 15 years, 18 years or something now? Yeah. And and to think in terms of, and, and I do, I buy clothes now based upon, will this work on the sidewalk? Yeah. Um, modesty is one of the things I'm thinking. Sure. Yeah. And and then the second thing is, I just bought a winter coat, who just like you, the pockets fit the literature. Yeah. I mean, so. I'm serious about that. And because I ain't wearing no no dang belly pack. Okay, well I am, and, and it's I huge. And, and I ain't, it's such wearing, a great and I ain't carrying no no dang man purse either. So right. I got jeans where yeah. I can put the literature there. Yeah. And when I've got my rain jacket on, 
it, it covers, covers it. you know, okay. covers that that area of my jeans, so I, I can just kind of slip back there. Now, I want to make sure that I'm pulling that literature out way before the car gets to me, That's so it don't look like I'm point. whipping out a gun whipping or something out a gun, like that. Exactly. But yeah. you know, I've got it there, pretty well protected and pretty well managed, yeah. so I'm not dropping literature everywhere. Yeah. And I can kind of whip out a piece of literature. Yeah. And uh, and offer it. Yeah, that's so. that's good. That's good. I would recommend you don't stick it down in your pants. I've seen people do that. That yeah, I don't think is that would, that good. Be it's not a good very look. Sanitary. No, I know. Um, but so rain, you're going to encounter rain. You're going to encounter snow. Think ahead. But for all situations, I think it is really important to have extra clothes in your car. And I do. I have extra everything in my car. Actually, my car is a mess. But I I am outfitting not only myself but often the other <laughs> sidewalk counselors yeah. who have not been prepared. Be prepared for anything because. Yeah. If you get wet and cold, um, you need extras. Yeah, well, there's so been times out there. I think you shared um, when we talked about ministering to people who are not necessarily abortion-minded yeah. about a young lady that you were ministering to at the yeah. Planned Parenthood yeah. who was there, got dropped off, didn't have a jacket on. It was sub. It was very yeah. close to – it was under freezing, and she and you had, had an extra. Yeah, you had an extra, extra sweatshirt, sweatshirt and yep. gave it to her. Yeah. So yeah. that's a way to minister to people yeah. and meet their practical needs. Yeah, because I'm leaving them in the car, so they're not my favorites. They're just things that in an emergency. So, you know, it was nothing for me to yeah. give it to her, and it meant everything to her. Um, she was freezing. Yeah. So, yeah, so um, Tylenol, first aid supplies, good idea always sure. to have in there just um, – Folding chair, if you struggle to stand for three hours, the way that I deal with that is I pace because yeah. uh, I can't stand for three hours, but I can walk for three hours back and forth. But if not, have a folding chair yeah. in, in your car so you've got – you can sit down. And then, of course, any signs that you might want to um, hold or uh, – so that you can – Again, have something else speaking other than your words, especially if you if you can't call out to the yeah. woman. Yeah. So those Absolutely. are just some really practical yeah. um, things that we have found that are very effective. Yeah. Hopefully that was a blessing to you guys and it wasn't just uh, a bunch of words, right? This is us speaking from experience. Yeah. And uh, hopefully uh, it spurred you guys on just to gather some of these practical necessities, be thinking through some of just the, the practical stuff that you need to have to be effective out there on the sidewalk. And as we started out, we want to encourage you guys to share this podcast. We want to encourage you guys to reach out to us with questions that you might have. You can reach me, Daniel, at lovelife.org. You can reach her, Vicki, at lovelife.org. And uh, visit our Sidewalks for Life website. We've talked about that through this. We've talked about the uh, printable resources uh, section where you can print out the brochures that we use, or at least one of the brochures that we use. There's also signs there that you can take the files and you can print those locally. Uh, also, equipping articles on the Sidewalks for Life website. That website was designed to encourage, equip, train people who want to do sidewalk outreach. And so um, we hope that's an encouragement to you guys, and uh, we hope you're blessed. And until next time, God bless. Give me an outlet for love. Give me an outlet for gratitude. Nothing's too precious since I met you